Memorial Stadium. Since 1962. Since 1962. A sellout crowd. A sellout crowd. All sold out. Hey, we sold out, but we still saved you a seat. The sellout with Mitch Sherman and Max Olson. Hey there and welcome into the sellouts. I'm Mitch Sherman, socially distant as usual. <laughs> Max Olson is with me. Max, what's new in your world? What's new in my world? Oh, not much. Yeah, what's not new? Much. What's going on? It, isn't that funny? Like I, I, had, I called a couple of coaches yesterday and uh, just like, hey, how's it? How's it? What's going on? And they're just like, ah, oh, not much, you know, because no. what, what are we <laughs> supposed to normal. say? It's, it's a lot's going. It's on. It's normal. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot going on. You know, as we tape today, it is Wednesday afternoon, March 18th, and as everyone knows, we're living in a new world for sports. Max, right now, as we talk, it, it was less than one week ago that. Nebraska basketball coach Fred Hoiberg bent over on the bench in the first round of the Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis mm-hmm. and cited fears of coronavirus spread into sports after the NBA season had already been suspended. Fortunately, it was nothing more than a scare, and Coach Hoiberg had influenza, which who would have ever thought that was a good that was good news, but it was very good news on that Wednesday night in in, in Indy. But yeah. Since since then, well, well, everything imaginable and then some has has happened locally for us as it involves Nebraska athletics. Spring football postponed at a minimum. The spring game set for April eighteenth, no more. It's canceled. Spring sports are done. No weekends at Haymarket Park this uh, this this April May, early June for Nebraska fans. No College World Series in in Omaha. So. You know, you're sitting in Lincoln. I'm in Omaha today. Yeah. What's the feeling? What's the feeling where you're at with people that you've talked to about everything that's happened over the past week, week and a half in the sports world? Yeah, it's it's just it's just wild. I you know when you try to consume as much information as possible, um, but it feels like I was talking to a coach yesterday who said, you know, the thing about this stuff is it, um, you know. Things changed a lot yesterday. Things change will will change a lot today. Things will change a lot tomorrow. It's just kind of things change just, hourly. Yeah, they really do. It's it's just wild how that's worked, and obviously that's held true for um, you know college football and college athletics and pro sports and all that too. Um, but yeah, it's just it's wild how these how these days are are flying by. And I don't know, man. How how are you doing over there? How, are you you nice and nice and self quarantined over at the house there? Yeah, I mean, we're not taking quarantine measures. You know, everybody is is healthy here. I've got myself, my wife, who is not used to working at home like I am. She's taken over the kitchen with her double monitors, and mm-hmm. the kids are just kind of like roaming free throughout the house, like like wild animals. I think is <laughs> is the way I would describe it. You know, yeah. they're nine and thirteen, and and this is just this this could not be more abnormal for them. We we've tried to institute some kind of a schedule after Monday's just complete chaos we sat down with them on Monday night and said all right from 7:30 until 9 you're going to get up have breakfast get a little bit of exercise and then from 9 to 11 this and this is academic time and this is creative time wow. and good i will That's say that we have yeah it was it was a good attempt we have massively failed so far in our <laughs> bid to bring structure to the Sherman household. It's uh, it's it's been better, I would say, than Monday, 
but um, only in, in very, very small terms. I'm not awarding myself any kind of a medal or a victory for the job that we've done as parents these last three days. But really, you know, like we've told them, and, and they're, they're 13 and 9, so I think they can understand it to some degree. You know, it could be a lot worse. We're, we're doing okay. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to make it through this. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess we should, we should try to savor this time where we're really not at least as far as their world goes, we're nowhere near as busy as usual. There are no baseball practices to go to. There are no swimming practices to go True. to or, yeah. or volleyball. Um, you know, I, I think when these kids are, are off in college several years from now, you know, we're going to wish we had these, uh, these two months back to, to spend time around them with really nothing else to do but, but, uh, but look at each other and have conversations. So, so, you, you, uh, know, you know what's so funny, foreign. Mitch, is, uh, you know what's funny is if you saw the, the grocery cart that I walked out uh, of high V with last week, you would think I have two kids in my house because yeah, of all just, the potato yeah. chips and Oreos and things, you know, stuff like that. Like we've never had more beer in our fridge than we do right now. It's uh good, you know, you gotta, you gotta load up, but, uh, I don't know what are, it, it's tough though, too. Cause it's hard to, uh, hard to find a way to go get exercise with the, with all the, how this is. So the Oreos are, are are defeating me just as your children are are defeating you. Uh, I don't know what we're your, need, uh, what the grocery situation's gonna, like for you over there. Our grocery situation's good. You know, we've made many trips uh, in the lead up to this to Costco, Hy-Vee, Walmart. Very, uh, we're very well stocked, so I'm not too concerned about that. Toilet paper right now is not an issue. We've got soap. We've got a little bit of hand sanitizer, actually. So, yeah. Although I'm not finding myself using that at all. The, the, the hand sanitizer, it was, it was such a. You know, was such I'm going to put some on right now it. as you say that. Keep, keep going. I mean, if you're in your house and you're not seeing anyone, I, I don't. I mean, now if you if you go out and you're, I think it's good to keep it in your car. Yeah. So there you go. Sure. I, can hear, I can hear you. That's that's good. Good. Yep. Look at us. I, yeah. I, I mean, we're going to start instituting. Folks. Right. We're going to start instituting some new some new norms around here. Like, I, I think that um, we're going to have to have, like, afternoon happy hour with the neighbors in the backyard. I mean, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be six feet apart. Don't get, sure. don't get me wrong. We'll, we'll, we'll sit, sit uh, on opposite ends of the patio. But just for the sake of sanity, uh, there, so, some routines are going to have to change. And if we get into April, which it certainly looks like we're going to get into April, I should yeah. probably say if we get into May and June, and this is still the norm, you know, I'm not really a a, a a barbecue grill in the front of the house kind of guy. I'm a okay. grill in the back of the house. Like I, yeah. I, 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 I give people like the the the, the stink eye if I drive by, and you know they've got the grill going in the driveway. I'm like, nah, keep it in the back. But I may be that guy in a few weeks here. Um, you know, Probably circle so. around the driveway and and uh, let's at least in, enjoy the time we, the time that uh, that we have here. Yeah, well said. It's uh, hey, at least you know, at least in, on your end, Max, you you guys are you guys are moved into a new house. I mean, if you if you were in an apartment during this situation, oh, that, would, uh, that would that would yeah. be much different than than where you're at now. So I'm happy for you that you've got that that going. How how else are things going in for the for the Olsons? Yeah, good, good. My wife's working from home now, which has has been fine. You know, it's uh, obviously it's like kind of a weird disruption of the routine, but we're we're we're, we're figuring it out, and we've we've been laying low since the weekend, and. Uh, you know, but it's uh, it's kind of a tricky time, right? You're trying to figure out what you can and can't do. My bro- my brother Jack has a birthday on Friday, and you're trying to figure out, well, mm-hmm. can we get together? Should we get together? What what does that even look like? You know, we wanted to go to the uh, there's like this crazy arcade 
over at Gateway Mall. I don't think we should go to the arcade now, Mitch. Uh, that seems probably like the one of the worst possible places you could go, right? Yeah, it's it's like that's like the conversation <laughs> that my kids. Hey, can we go to uh, Sky Zone or Bounce You? Like these trampoline park type type um, uh, venues that are around around Omaha. And no, we're not we're not going to no. Sky Zone uh, this no. week. Sorry, that's, that's, that's I, a pass. I, if, so I don't care if it's open. We're still not going. But um, well, hey, one thing I, I, I do want to mention because we're we're doing it a little bit. I'll, you know, for the folks out there, especially in the state of Nebraska, here, go. You know, find a way to support your local businesses. Um, and your local restaurants, whether it's buying gift cards or getting takeout, um, or you know, with your breweries getting getting stuff to go, just just tr- try to find a way to do that because I know right now, obviously, um, just you just think about so many businesses that are not only hurting right now, but but have no idea, you know, what the forecast is for the next few months. So you know, let's let's we would try like, to do that while we can, right? We would like them all to still be around when we come out of yeah, this. Yeah, so absolutely. A good way, a good way to ensure that is to give them business in a responsible way. Right now, we we did go through the the Runza drive through uh, for for lunch today, and I don't I don't I know heard Runza's Runza drive through only now. Is that is that right? <laughs> uh, well, I I didn't see anybody inside, but I, I wasn't looking too too closely. Uh, the yeah. drive through was was somewhat full, so we did our part today for. It's a local business. I mean, it's it's Runza. It's like the ultimate local local restaurant. Um, But generally, have been cooking meals inside. We asked this of you, our loyal listeners, last week, but we want to hear more. You all know so much about us from our barbecue, gas station, pizza, and weather fixations, but we don't know anything about you. So please click on the link in the show notes and fill out a quick survey telling us all about you. The survey is 11 questions and will take less than a minute, I promise. So head to the show notes for today's episode and click on the link. Let's uh, let's turn our attention toward Nebraska sports, which is the subject of our podcast here. And I guess the first thing to get into is the spring game. So, you know, what is there to say? Bill Moose on Monday night, <laughs> yeah, he, he effectively canceled it. Uh, in an interview on the Husker Sports Network said there is not going to be a spring game on April 18th. And it's very unlikely that there will be any spring game at all this year. Of course, the spring game, spring game traditionally draws 85, 90,000 people to Memorial Stadium, and, and we are far from getting back to a place where those kind of crowds are, are acceptable. Anytime this spring, he did mention the possibility of resuming spring practice if things go well, maybe in June, during mm-hmm. a period of summer school. So... Do you think that's realistic? Do you think we're going to see more of that? And I, I don't mean I don't mean from a from a, a medical or you know virus standpoint, but is it realistic for schools <laughs> yeah. to be able to structure spring practice in the month of June if that time is available for them? Yeah, so that so that's the first thing people need to kind of like recognize with this stuff is um, there just there definitely will not be spring practices in in April or May. Uh, you saw the no. ACC on Tuesday take that step of saying uh, they're not going to allow any spring practices or any um, and anything like that through June 30th. Um, and, and I think honestly, the, wow. the Power Five leagues uh, will will probably follow their lead in, in doing that. And shoot, maybe by the time this podcast posts, some of them already have. I don't know, but um, I, I just don't think it's realistic to to see that. Um, happen here and and look um, that's going to hit everybody a little bit differently there's some schools 
like Coastal Carolina did all 15 of their practices and their spring game. Like they got it done. I don't know how they did it, but they got them all done. Um, some, and then some schools, you know, you know, got four, five, six practices in, and some like Nebraska got zero. So everybody's kind of there, there's some some you know weird disadvantages and and not a very level playing field when it comes to this stuff right now. And um, you know, the coaches I've talked to, their their focus right now is. Um, you know, making sure their players, you know, kind of checking in on where their players are at, getting them ready for the academic piece of this, of taking online classes and stuff like that. You know, making sure they have laptops and all that. Um, I, I think I think a lot of people understand the spring practice stuff is going to have to get sorted out down the road here. And and does that mean, um, you know, finding some time in June or July? I think that's possible. Usually, those players are going to be on campus and doing workouts and things like that. Um, I don't think you can go and have, you know, a month and a half of fall camp or something like that. I think teams oftentimes are pretty beat up by the end of that. So I don't know that yeah, um, yeah. extending that piece of it um, makes a whole lot of sense in terms of getting your team ready for September. But, um, you know, it's it's a tough thing. And, and even the coaches who've had a few practices already, they want to get the rest of them in. So I, I'm sure that it's, it's going to be high on the list of priorities for people. And it's the same thing with recruiting, honestly, Mitch, um, the, the, the calendar and the rules and all this stuff is going to have to be, you know, completely shaken up. Yeah. Scholarship, uh, scholarships and the way they work with some of the, some of the smaller sports, perhaps even football, um, although I wouldn't expect football to, to to the fall sports necessarily to be impacted in in terms of scholarships, but I mean at there's this so point, much no, but who knows? Yeah there's, yeah, there's right. There's so much I think that we haven't even considered uh, with with all the stuff that we are considering. How practice is going to be structured, how recruiting is going to change. I think as this thing unfolds over the next several weeks and and, and months, th- there will be so many more questions that come up that we're not even considering right now about mm-hmm. how to make college sports whole again. So, um, you know, you saw the report this week about um, the, the the funding of college sports and how it may be dramatically impacted by. Uh, the, the losses that the, the NCAA is yeah. going to take with with, yeah. with with the tournament being canceled. This is TV revenue that that is not going to be put back into the pockets of college athletic programs at any point during this 2019-2020 uh, academic year. So how does that affect schools' ability to travel, schools' ability to recruit, schools' ability to provide the kind of resources for their student-athletes that they're accustomed to providing? Uh, those are the kind of questions that I think are going to come up when you get to July, August, September, if we're back on on a somewhat normal track of, of just being able to go outside again. So Yeah, I'll, I'll um, give you yeah. an example of that. One one thing, that I, a story I was working on, there's a, a quarterback in the Big 12 who I was writing about, and um, you know, you, you're trying to write about sort of what his development's going to look like and all that. It's it's Charlie Brewer at Baylor, and, and it's uh, – you know, I, I reached out to their SID yesterday to see what was going on. You know, he's he's back home, and he's probably yeah. back home for the rest of the semester because Baylor has gone to online courses for the rest of the semester, right? So these guys don't, and, and you know, their facilities are closed and everything, right? So, um, you know, in some cases, you're talking about, well, how are these guys going to learn? You know, if especially with new coaches and stuff, like how do they learn their offense and install and all that kind of stuff? If they're if they're at home for the next few months, you know, it's it's just a it's it's it hadn't crossed my mind that that was, you know, probably going to be the reality for for a lot of people as these schools shift to online classes that um, when you talk about when do team activities resume, I don't think anybody has a good idea of that. Yeah, Nebraska uh, has about 50 percent of its of its student athletes still on campus, according to Bill Moose. And I think that number will 
will will decline mm-hmm. over over the yeah. weeks to come. I mean, spring break is built into the schedule a week from now, and players had had plans at that time. I think just about all of them to go home or go somewhere. You're not going to see them stay on campus, I wouldn't think, through through that period of time, and 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 do any of them really come back? I'm sure some will. Certainly, the the the, uh, the players who live close to Lincoln, I think you'll see back in, in town after the period that's, that's designated as spring break right now. But I mean, if you're an early enrolling freshman like Logan Smothers, Nebraska's true freshman quarterback, he went home last weekend. Yeah, and you know yeah. wh- why not? I mean, he's 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 he came for. For this period of time in March and April to be able to benefit as a football player, yes, to get ahead academically, but let's not kid ourselves. The reason that these guys give up their final semester of high school is so they can come and participate in spring practice. And sure, Nebraska didn't sure. get into full pads in practice. I know Max, you mentioned their, their practices a, a, a few minutes ago. They did have the two workouts on Monday and Wednesday of that first week, and then Saturday was scheduled to be the first in full pads. Um, that that one did not happen. There, many right. other schools had zero workouts, like Wisconsin, yeah, good, good correction, Iowa. My bad on that. Right yeah. around the Big Ten had had zero workout. I mean, Nebraska essentially had nothing. Sure, you had two workouts where the guys were were out there in 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 sweats, or it's it's <laughs> it's not going to make a difference come week one against Purdue. Uh, unfortunately, they need those. They needed those thirteen practices, especially in light of the fact that Nebraska didn't make a bowl game, as we all know. Not just this year, but the yeah, last three yeah. years. So there's forty five practices for for older players on their roster that had already been taken away. You add in thirteen more this March and April, and it's uh, it, it has it takes a pretty big toll. So um, I, yeah, I wanted honestly, to ask you Mitch, too. I hadn't even, yeah. I oh, honestly, ahead. I hadn't even thought about that piece of it, but you're totally right. I think for across the country, um, for early enrollees, they're they're not getting that benefit that they that they showed up for, and so it, honestly, it probably means that you'll you'll see in some ways maybe freshmen make a little bit less of an impact in 2020. There's just going to be. be a lot of little odd ripple effects to this stuff um, because it's just so far from the norm, you know. Yeah. So last Thursday, Nebraska held its pro day. Um, <laughs> I want to get into this a bit. You had Carlos and Khalil yeah. Davis, Dam- Darian Daniels, Lamar Jackson, all of whom went to the combine last month in Indianapolis. And they, they were in attendance at Pro Day, um, did a variety of workouts. Uh, the Davis twins d- did not need to rerun their 40 times after setting the world on fire uh, at, at the at uh, the combine. You also had Muhammad Barry, Alex Davis, Eric Lee, kind of Inoa, and a few others who are borderline prospects for the NFL at best. They they did have the opportunity, unlike some of their peers around the country or most of their peers around the country, to work out before scouts on campus. But now things have been shut down nationally. Uh, the, the, the scouts aren't going around to schools anymore. There are no more pro days. There are no visits to these NFL cities. There are no individual workouts on, on the campuses. These guys are, are in, in a in a really, really difficult situation as, and, and I would say that all of the Nebraska prospects, even the four who went to Indy are somewhat mm-hmm. borderline. And there, there is not a first, second, third round pick in, in that group, most likely. So all of these guys are in tough spots and the draft right now, it's going to happen April 23rd through 25th. It's not going to be the show that was promised in Las Vegas, but the teams are going to make their picks. And and, and what happens to, to these guys like 
Khalil Davis, like Muhammad Barry, you know, like Alex Davis, who was fighting an uphill battle and was going to need to have a really impressive two months leading up to the draft to even have a chance to catch the eye of an NFL organization. What, what, what how do you think this plays out <laughs> next month and through the summer? Honestly, man, like you think you have to think beyond the draft too. Like, are NFL teams going to be able to um, conduct those rookie mini camps right after the draft? Um, which is a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, a, a really vital time for undrafted guys to to get a look, to get a chance, um, and uh, and try to get onto a roster for training camp, right? Like uh, all that schedule could be could be messed up. But no, you're, I'm, you're, you're I think you're dead on with it. Um, in a lot of ways, Nebraska's um, you know draft eligible guys are uh, extremely fortunate that they were able to get in a pro day uh, before this shut down across the country. Um, but, but certainly for those guys, you know, the whole draft process just feels really different this year. And, and probably, um, especially if these guys can't go take visits too. I, I think a lot of this stuff comes down to, um, you know, what you put on tape. And, and I think just because of the constraints on this for, um, for NFL organizations, I think there's going to be a lot of guys that fall in the draft or, or a lot of misses or, or a lot of surprises maybe because, this is just totally disrupting that whole, uh, you know, institution that really goes from, um, you know, January through through May. It was it was uh, a little surreal to cover that event at the the Hawks Championship Center last week. I bet we saw the saw the guys uh, doing their workouts. The media, as is normal, not allowed on the field during the workouts. It's it's um, it's stand up on the balcony and watch. Get to see what they're doing. And then we, we we got together with them in the lobby where uh, you know they head out to the parking lot as they as they come out of the of the the field and you know group of reporters gathered around Mo Berry another around Lamar Jackson Alex Davis Carlos Davis had had reporters around them too and and this this was the day after the NBA cancellation or, or suspension the day after. Um, the events in Indy with, with with Hoiberg on Wednesday night. This was the day that conference tournaments were getting canceled, and ultimately the the NCAA tournament was was later canceled. The the basketball tournament March Madness. I was talking to Barry, and we went into the conversation. You know, a lot of a lot of questions about the, the subject that we just talked about. You know, how do you navigate through? What is what is already a hard time for for a guy in his situation that's been made exponentially more difficult. And in the course of that 10 minute interview, uh, I I got an email that all spring sports championships were closed, were, were, were canceled. And I got out of that thing and I I looked at my phone and I just, I stood there and I just said, the college world series is canceled. And, and and I mean, yeah, that was like the moment that, I mean, I think we were all pretty slack jawed on that, that piece of it. Like how the hell did that make any sense in the moment? You know? Right, but it but it, it's understandable now. And you know, how do you have a college world series in late June in Omaha, where it's been every year since 1950, and it's just part of the fabric of this community? I mean, it it is it is the number one institution as far as sports go in the state of Nebraska after Nebraska football. There's Nebraska football, and then there's the college world series, um, mm-hmm. and 
It's just, it's, it's gone. It's, it's over. And how do you do, I mean, I understand. How do you do it? How do you have a college world series? How do you have a postseason if you don't have a regular season? Um, even if they're able to get out on baseball fields in mid June and play, there's, you know, there, there's, they've played like four weeks this year. There's no way to, to, to get eight teams to Omaha. So it's just going to be, it, it was, it was weird reading it it was and and, and then you know it's interesting Mitch I've tried to like explain to people I've tried to explain to people who who you know who don't live here and like don't get it like you know I I I, before moving back here I lived in Austin Texas and and they canceled um you know South by Southwest which is a a huge deal that impacts a lot of people and that's that's what it feels like in Omaha when you cancel the College World Series you think about all the people um the hotels and restaurants and and the gig economy and everything everybody who's impacted by that um it's a it's that it's just incredibly painful, you know. It will be so strange, you know, if we're out and about at the end of June, it will be so strange to not not make that trip downtown for me every day or just to mm-hmm. have that on your TV, on the news to uh to I mean I mean it's 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 part of of what we are here in Omaha and you know the Major League Baseball draft was scheduled is I suppose still scheduled to be in Omaha uh, earlier in June before the CWS, but it was tied to that event. So I don't know if MLB is still going to come to Omaha. I would imagine not, and uh, and and do the do the draft this year uh, after the College World Series in Omaha. You've got the the U.S. Olympic swim trials right across. Yeah. Uh, across the street at the at the uh, at the convention center and arena, and those are not yet canceled. Um, the Olympics in Tokyo are are still on as as planned, at least uh, what what officials are saying now. So the swim trials are are still a go, but we'll see. You know, I I think it would surprise nobody if if that goes the way of the College World Series. The College World Series is a seventy million dollar. Uh, economic impactor for the city of Omaha in the basketball tournament, sure. which was scheduled to start uh, this this week in Omaha, is is another five million. So we're going to be feeling the impact of this for for a long time. It's it's a tough it's a tough go for sure. You know, not just yeah, in Lincoln with Nebraska football, but all, all around the state of Nebraska. Um, you know, I guess I I just want to end it with um, you know with one one other thought about. Um, you know, getting into this into this new normal. I was working on a on a mailbag yesterday. You can check it out on the Athletic. We are still producing lots of content, lots of good stuff to read. Um, and, and I had a question, or I, I was writing an answer that made me wonder what when we get into the, the the fall next year, when we get into September or even late in the season, you know, what is going to be the residual impact of this time away from the game for all of the players who play it, all of the coaches who coach it. And you, you mentioned a minute ago how we may not see freshmen in as significant of roles in 2020 because all of the early enrollees got cheated out of their, out of their first semester <laughs> um, as far as yeah. the football part of it goes. But, sure. um, you know what? W- what else do you think could happen? What? 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 I. I. I think this time. You know, my my opinion. I think this time yeah, is going to be really big for the teams that have good leadership. You know, in, in player led leadership because they're not out there working with coaches. They're not working with strength coaches. At some schools, you know, they're they're going to have 
access to the weight room. Nebraska hasn't shut its weight room down. Nebraska is not going to be shutting down, at least by, by what Bill Moose says, not going to be shutting down its training table. Um, so there are still resources there for these football players to take advantage of, but who's going to do it? You know, who's going to be self-motivated to go out and stay in shape? Because when these guys do get back on the field, you know, whether it's in June or July or August and actually have a practice, it's going to really show for the players who, you know, sat around for six weeks or eight weeks and didn't feel motivated to go work out and do what they could do. They're going to be out of shape. They're going to spend a whole month getting back into shape. It's going to impact their ability to get ready for the season. My thought is you're going to see a ton of crazy results in week one and week two of the season while teams get acclimated at way different rates than what we've seen in the past. Um, Upsets, whatever it is, just surprising results, unusual things in college football, probably the NFL, in week one and week two. And then the other thing is that when you get to November and there's a team that's 9-0 and or there's a team that's 9-1 uh, and and you, you say, well, how did that happen? Because I didn't see that coming in July. There's going to yeah. be stories beneath the surface of what those teams and what those players did with this time right now that allowed them to get to get ahead of the competition. So it's an important time, I would say, for college sports and college football in a much different way than than we would normally see it as an important time. But 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 nonetheless, I think that there are going to be things that happen here in March, April, and May that impact the the, the season next fall. How, how do you? Yeah, see it? absolutely agree. I, I think um, it's a fascinating time right now to be a head coach or a DFO or anybody in, in, in a college football program because. I think in a lot of ways, I think you're right. The, the decisions that they're making right now um, have have a real impact on on the season. Um, not not just in, in making sure that that their players are are all set up to to handle their their coursework um, academically, but you know what are you doing? Um, whether it's you know sending them workout guides or um, you know giving them access to to do you know, meetings and things like that. Um, you know, what, what solutions are these programs going to come up with? Um, where if they're, even if they're not together, they're still being productive and getting, getting things done and and making progress. I I think it's a fascinating problem. And I'm sure in the next few weeks, we're going to hear a lot more about that. I know the athletic is, is going to be writing about that plenty. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. I think it's going to make for a lot more randomness, um, in, in this, this season ahead. Um, but you know what, man? It's it's just it's hard for me to even wrap my head around jumping that far ahead because, I mean, what if this is a college football season, you know, where there's not fans in the stands? You know, I mean, yeah. we we just I I mean, isn't that at this point kind of a conceivable possibility? It's it's more conceivable than where we are now, based on where we were two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, where we were two weeks ago, this 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 reality today and in the mid late March is is I would say inconceivable. So I, I would expect that it's going to be business as usual as far as fans coming into stadiums in the fall. But um, yeah, it's premature to 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 make that a declarative statement. I I, I don't know, like nobody yeah, else knows. Yeah. I certainly. If you're don't listening know. to this podcast, we we do not have that answer for you, and I don't think anybody <laughs> does. I think everyone's just trying to make the best of it on a on a daily basis, day by day basis, right now in, in the college football world. And um, but no, I think you're right. I, I think the I, I think the 
Um, you know, this is a, this is a, I would say a point in time where I mentioned if you're a first year head coach right now, this is an absolute disaster. Um, it you is, need those spring is, practices. Yeah. You you need all that time to be around your team and and figure out um, who's with the program and who isn't. Um, figure out um, which guys you can depend on and all that. So I think in a, in in some ways, um, you know, Scott Frost in Nebraska have have some advantage in that aspect that they they you know they know what they've got with their players uh, they know if they tell their players to do something those guys are going to do it uh, for the most part and so um you know it's not like they're uh, while you know while they are you know they have brought in a new OC this offseason and they're not dramatically changing what they're doing on on either side of the ball and and that probably helps that stability right now uh, is probably one of the most important things uh, you can have in your program um in terms of the purpose and the plan and all that, because um, when when things are this chaotic, uh, I, at least Scott Frost knows how how his people are going to respond to this, and, and and hopefully you can kind of uh, keep everybody on the same page, right? Yeah, Nebraska does have a good group of seniors in this uh, in this on the team. It's 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 the it's far and away the best and deepest group of seniors in the three years uh, that he's been in the program. I was doing a mental checklist there. Um, as you talked about first year head coaches to think what was on Nebraska's schedule next year. And there is, there's one, one first year head coach and that is Greg Schiano at, at mm-hmm. Rutgers. So um, maybe Rutgers will still He's be probably losing that game year. either way, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we are going to continue to write and report stories. We're going to get creative. We're going to look to explore ideas that have been sitting on the shelves for months or years. We will, react and respond to events happening in the sports world at Nebraska and, and all around us that seemed unimaginable, um, unimaginable barely a week ago. We are definitely still here to serve you, our readers and our listeners. So if there's things that you want to hear from us or, or read from us, drop us a line. There's no better time because really a lot of us are just sitting around like all of you or chasing our kids around around the house trying not to uh, go go crazy. All of our coverage yeah, directly we, related to... yeah. <laughs> I mean, we want to know what people want to read about. We want to know what people yep. want to hear, you know, hear about on their podcast. So please, please let us know. Absolutely. And all of our coverage directly related to the coronavirus situation will remain free from The Athletic. But we do still want you to subscribe. Go to theathletic.com forward slash the sellouts for 40% off an annual subscription. We will be back with you when there's more to discuss. For now, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone.